It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Should Utah football be interested in a streaming-heavy Pac-12 media rights deal? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. We'd love to interact with you guys in the comments as well as on social media. You can follow our show at Locked On Utes or my personal handle at JT Wistersill. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're talking all things Pac-12 media rights deal as it pertains to the University of Utah. And in order to help us do all of that, it's the host of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast and our resident expert on all these media rights related at the Lockdown Network, Spencer McLaughlin. And uh, Spencer, it's been a crazy 24 hours so far, and it's going to be just a crazy 48 hours from the going back to the timing of when all the initial reports and everything uh, began that came out. Basically, the latest news we have to react to comes to us courtesy of Pete Thamel, who said the primary deal presented to Pac-12 executives and ADs today was primarily Apple streaming TV deal. Uh, the deal would have incentivized tiers, which would give it a strong upside if certain subscription numbers were met. So this intrigues me, but I would definitely still, and we've seen multiple reports. We don't, no one really knows exactly what the deal is. It sounds like there would be an ESPN element is I, I don't want full on streaming. I still think that there's a lot of value in having like your best games on an ESPN and then maybe one other partner. If you could get another TV entity involved, I would like that on top of the Apple stuff, but I, I would at least like ESPN involved just so you do have your biggest games and your biggest brands basically available to that wide audience. I just feel like that would bolster Utah's brand, the all the PAC 12 members brands, Overall, just I would love to have the bigger game seen on cable. And then when years when the Pac-12 is really good, that's why I think Apple TV could be a plus for the conference in terms of hitting those subscription numbers, because hopefully then you'd bring some of the casual college football fans like, man, there's a lot of fun games on the pack on Apple TV, basically Apple TV plus right now, then they would flock over to those to sign up for the subscription service that Apple provides. And therefore you could still get some good numbers there. So this isn't like a panic mode to me. As I said, the biggest thing is I still want ESPN involved and I, I still feel like this is a step in the right direction, just getting closer to the resolution of a deal. But how do you take all of this? Apple as a media partner is an upgrade over the PAC 12 network, yep. but it is not as good as having a linear television partner so i am i agree with you entirely that i would like to see them have some sort of linear component because you want people to be able to watch your games but you also don't want the games to feel small mm -hmm. and i think at least in the early stages games that are going to be on apple tv are going to feel a little bit smaller and in a sport and in a world in which perception matters so greatly as we have seen i think that watching games that don't have the big stage, don't have the maximum amount of potential viewers, I think that minimizes the, the, the brand of football that you are playing in your conference there. Now that said, the world is moving to streaming. That, mm -hmm. is not a, that is not an if, that is a when. Now the when part of that factors into how a potential deal that is streaming heavy should be received. Because 
There have been articles written. Jimmy Pitaro, the president of ESPN, has said directly that ESPN in the near distant future is going to move to exclusively direct to consumer, meaning they will be essentially a streaming entity. So college, I'm not entirely clear as to how that would impact the media rights deals that they have with conferences who sign those contracts thinking they would be on a cable channel. But if it suddenly moves to a streaming heavy world because of that, and that's kind of the next step, then suddenly a streaming deal doesn't look so bad. Now you can say it's Apple, not ESPN. That's very fair. Another component that's in play here is the potential of Apple to buy ESPN. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that has been talked about in the business world for a long time here. All of these wrinkles make it unclear as to what the Pac-12's media situation is fully going to look like. At least we're starting to get some insight, some clarity, good or bad, because for so long it was just nothing, but at least we saw something. But you hit the nail on the head, which is that we still don't know everything. There, I could ask you 10 questions about this deal, and everyone who would want to say, oh my gosh, the deal's terrible, it's this, that, and the other thing. I can ask you 10 different questions on there, and you wouldn't be able to answer them. No one can answer them right now, except potentially Apple, any other media partners, and also the Pac-12 presidents who have had these talks in depth for a long time. We don't know where the best games are going to be played, whether it be Apple, whether it be on ESPN. Is there going to be a linear partner involved in all? Are they just going to sublease the games? Who gets the priority on that? How do they decide where those games are going to be played? Like going forward, let's say, just for the sake of argument, in a hypothetical world, the Pac-12 adds San Diego State and SMU and, I don't know, Tulane or somebody for, for the third school, just as an example. Let's say they get them all in by 2024, and it's a 12-team league starting next season, and it would be operating under whatever the structure of this new media rights deal ends up being. If you go out, if you go throughout the course of the season and Oregon is playing Utah, or Oregon's playing Washington, or Utah's playing Washington, any one of those three, any one of those three teams matching up with each other, are you telling me that ESPN is just wholeheartedly uninterested in having that game? Like, that doesn't sound right to me. And so having college football on all day has been ESPN's model for a long time. I can't see them wanting to suddenly get out of that space. But even if they do, and they don't see any interest in value, and they're like, oh, well, you can't get the TV ratings, you can't do that. Okay, you're telling me that no one on cable television would want to broadcast. John Wilner has said, you know, to watch for a, a TNT or TBS to get involved. I think that'd be great for the pack yeah. if they had that as, as a linear partner. But are you telling me that on an individual basis at the very least, no one wants to show Oregon against Utah? Really? No one wants to show Oregon against Washington? Really? Like, I, I just don't see that as being the world that, that we're in, given how valuable live sports are. So those are the sorts of details that still have to be worked out. What's the length of the deal? Who's all going to sign? Is Arizona going to be a part of it? We don't know any of these sorts of things. Everyone, as usual, is rushing to declare the Pac-12 dead. And look, it could be that the deal is not good enough. But we, we, we got a peek behind the curtain, but we haven't opened it and begun the show just yet. You're absolutely right, because there are so many variables, especially, and you know what's just going to make it even more murky, Spencer, is if we do get, if it is an Apple TV-related thing, and then it is subscription-based. So then it's going to be really difficult to track, like, how much could this eventually be worth? How long would it take the Pac-12 to 
hypothetically catch the Big 12's numbers. And with rumors that Oregon and Washington, the first chance they get, are going to try to jump to the Big 10 anyways. How does that all kind of work out? There are so many factors that contribute into this that just makes it really complicated. And even to your point, like I try to follow the, the best college football reporters to try to keep track of the information. Even none of them even have a, one person will say this and then someone else will say a statement that's contradicting. Like someone said, like, oh, the Pac-12, a lot of people seem to think that the deal was going to be they were going to come to an agreement on the deal Tuesday morning. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon based some and some reporters did say that along lines, but then most of them said it was just sometime in the 48 hours. But then yet you have everyone already declaring the PAC 12 is in a horrible state continued because they didn't come to a deal in Tuesday, making it sound like, yeah. And everyone, you know, they said they were going to present the deal, which they did. And now everyone's basically going back to their corners, talking with the people they need to discuss and say, is this good enough? Are we staying or are we going to make, and, uh, or are we going to make a jump over to the Big 12 or whatever conferences, uh, you know, calling, which depending on which school you are and such. And that to me is entirely logical. It is frustrating. Yes. There's no <laughs> doubt that it's frustrating that this just, just, keeps going. It, it just, it just won't end. It just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going. You're like, okay, I, I can it, can it just end? Like either the conference is going to implode or the conference is going to survive or it's going to look radically different. I don't know. Just give me resolution at this point. That's the, that's what I need. I need completion on all this stuff. You sent the risky text and now you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and just <laughs> dying for the response. Yes. Did you get it? Or were you rejected? That's what we are all trying to figure out. And right we just now. keep getting, st- we, we just keep getting stood up on a date. I've never yep. been stood up on, on a date before. You have to actually like go on dates to do that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that happen, but that's what it feels like is we just keep we just keep showing up to the restaurant and no one comes to sit in the other chair. And then we're all just Jess from New Girl having to plead with the waitress to not make us give up the table. So yeah. hopefully the uh, the friends are, are about to come in and save the day well, like they did of, in that scene. Yeah. Well, and speaking of people leaving, too, um, and we'll, we'll Perlay this one basically to teams then the big thing everyone wants to know is is Arizona going to be leaving the Pac-12 and if they were from especially from a Utah perspective would Utah then with another corner school be out would they be trying to follow them we're going to be discussing that in one moment but first want to talk to you guys about our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is super easy to get started, and there are tons of great candidates out there for you guys to find for your businesses. And it's really easy to create a job post, too, a free job post, I will add as well, because you can head over and add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on camps with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is one of the many reasons that LinkedIn Jobs rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's all caps, no spaces. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. 
All right, Spencer, coming back into this one. As of the time we are recording this, Tuesday, August 1st at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, Arizona is still in the Pac-12, as we expected they were going to be for at least um, the next couple of days for sure, and we'll see what the fallout of all of this is. There's lots of discussion of kind of what you mentioned. The Pac-12, the presidents, ADs, the board, everyone got their information. Now they're going back to have those conversations. There were rumors, is Arizona having those conversations or are they having Big 12-related conversations? And if Arizona did jump, that would put the Pac-12, of course, down to eight schools, hypothetically going into 2024 if no more would jump overall. So I think the question then becomes for Utah is should Utah want to stay in the Pac-12 if Arizona leaves? Now, obviously, if Arizona leaves, that's another hit to the media rights deal, potentially just without the expansion aspect of things. And you're staring if you we don't even know. There's been so many reports on if the Big 12 is or is not interested in Utah. That's something we don't know once again. But if 31 million from the Big 12 is there, you may need to go. But I'll say this at the same time. If the Pac-12 does lose Arizona, but they're already with a San Diego, to bring in San Diego State, to bring in SMU, and maybe even more, maybe a UNLV, a Fresno State, a Boise, some combination of those other schools too. We've heard they for sure want to add one to two schools. That could become the higher number if they do end up losing Arizona. No, one to three. The Big 12 wants to add one to three more in addition to Colorado. Oh, you did, they, they do for sure want to add? I've heard That was according to Brett McMurphy, the Action Network, last week. He said they want to add one to three, and it would, it would be one or three. You're not yeah. going to operate with odd numbers here. Yeah. So you're either going to add one more, or you're going to add three more, and it all depends on what happens with the pack and the media deal and the grant of rights. Yeah, it's a just like we said, this is what makes the situation so complicated overall. But if you were the Pac-12 and you did have expansion options ready and just seen as the subscription model and just I would want it explained to me more fully, I would still feel fine if Utah decided to stay in the Pac-12 if Arizona left. I would understand even more if Arizona left, why Utah then went to the, if they were then invited, why they would want to go to the Big 12 even more, though. But it's just a very complicated situation. But if you were Utah Spencer where they are and if Arizona left, what would you do? It depends on how much the Pac-12 media deal is going to be worth Mm -hmm. and how big of a deficit you feel that's going to be for your athletic department. So one thing that's an advantage for Utah, and we'll see how much longer this is an advantage, is Kyle Whittingham's not going anywhere. So some schools Mm -hmm. have a concern of, hey, Colorado, for instance, (laughs) I honestly just thought of this as potentially part of their concern, is they know that Deion Sanders is going to be attractive to other schools and to other jobs in the future. Everybody is aware of that. What's your best chance of keeping him? Having the most of money, most amount of money possible, the highest amount of money possible, so that you can pay him what he needs to stick around. And so Utah doesn't have that concern. Mm-hmm. And financially elsewhere, you have to remember that the media revenue is not the only way an athletics department brings in cash. It's a it's a solid chunk of it. Make no mistake about it. But the revenue typically go in the high tens to the hundreds of millions of dollars. And if you're, you know, at a deal that's $25 million per school per year, and the total amount of revenue in the Utah Athletic Department is, I assume, somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million or so, that extra six, $7 million, it might matter to your AD. And the president and everybody, and there's a pretty good argument for it to not. I see how it could, though. I absolutely see how it could. But Utah has to ask themselves that question. How secure do we feel financially if we're in a conference with a media deal that's not as valuable as what we'd be able to get over over in the Big 12? But from a football standpoint, you don't need to go over. Absolutely not. Like, even without, Uh like, let's say, hypothetically, the worst case scenario in which the pack survives, which would be Arizona leaves, everybody else stays, 
and you have to add four group of five schools. In what world is a conference that just added four group of five schools, the Big 12, significantly higher in terms of conference pedigree than what you have in the pack, where you have three top tier programs? You're deeper in the Big 12, but you don't have the top tier programs. Utah, Washington, Oregon could jump over to the Pac-12 and in 2024, they would all be the betting favorite, or they should all be the betting favorite. And I, I, I feel confident in saying that. So if you're the Utes, you're looking at how do we win conference championships? How do we get to the playoff? Uh-huh. And I'd rather be in college sports, big fish in a small pond. I would rather be Clemson than try to be Penn State because Penn State is a really good program. Guess what? If they'd been in the ACC for a long time or the pack at some point in time, they might have more than one conference championship in the last 15 years, but they have just the one and they've never been to the playoff because they're trying to fight their way through Ohio State and Michigan. So when you look at the pack and say, okay, it's weaker at the bottom, but it's still going to be a power conference. Uh-huh. Like anyone who's pretending, like I understand USC and UCLA were good, not, not denying that, but the pack was still going to be a power conference and be considered as much a weaker one, but still a a power conference with Arizona and Colorado in it. You take them out from a football standpoint, what exactly are you missing? A couple Mm -hmm. of conference title game losses in which they both got routed when they got there? Like, that's that's what you're missing? I'm not going to sit here and pretend that taking those two out dramatically alters the caliber of football in the conference. You can say it changes it. But Colorado's been there. Colorado, as Dan Lanning said, had <laughs> done diddly squat in the Pac-12. So if you added someone who doesn't do diddly squat, then it's the same as it was before, and it was considered a power conference before. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I look. I still remember a report I read, I believe it was from Kanzano, who said, um, just in one of his stories he published, that... Washington and Oregon still value their place in the Pac-12 so much because of the access they're going to get to the college football playoff. And I think the same thing applies for Utah. There's a lot of unknown variables when you do end up going over and going somewhere like a Big 12 where it's just a new area, new teams, new regions. Utah could be very good right away in the Big 12. But once again, there's a very clear path in the Pac-12. You're set up for success right now. You still have your recruiting footprints. The California market might get hurt a little bit by UCLA and USC leaving. But that's what maybe a San Diego State, maybe even a Fresno, if we're getting that deep into things could also play into the equation so just a lot of moving parts going on with this as you mentioned but if the meat like i said it, that's i'm with you on that six to seven million range you outlined too if utah and just the pac-12 can get close to the big 12's numbers close enough still i like the playoff access and i feel like utah is set up to better their their brand best in the pac-12 which is why i would like to see them stay but uh it is one of the questions because we're talking about how many teams want to stay one of the latest reports said the pac-12 is members some of them were excited and aligned about the media rights deal. I think this could be true, Spencer, but with all the rumors and everything we've heard, it's also, I just wonder how, when we've heard there's a lot of split opinions and everything on the deal in general, how, what do you think of that statement that certain, that members are excited and aligned and how prominent of a feeling do you think that is amongst PAC 12 representatives? Time will tell. I, I mean, I'm, I've, 
gotten to the point where I'm not going to heed the words that that they give to to credible reporters like John Canzano. I'm I'm not going to heed those words in in a significant way. They may very well come to fruition, but how many times did we hear the ten schools were united? Colorado's gone, and I, I've I've just gotten to the point where I'm like Marshawn Lynch. I'm about that action boss. Like, can't you can you can say whatever you want at this point. What you say does not matter. It is what you do, what you get done. That's where we're at. Statements can't help you. I don't know that statements can really hurt you in a serious way anymore because of just where everything has gotten. But I do not look at the landscape and say, boy, they need better quotes at this point. Like they punted on the PR strategy a long time ago. Okay, whatever. But now you're at the point where it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you do. End of discussion. And that's hopefully what we're close to with a hopeful resolution of the media rights deal sometime in the next two weeks, which it feels much more likely than when we've been saying that in the past couple months. But once again, we haven't saying that for the past couple months. So we will see how uh, this all ends up turning out. And the uh, last thing I do want to discuss is just what does Utah's future look like in the Pac-12 if a Colorado, then we already talked about if an Arizona do, do depart. And Spencer, you did a great job already basically hitting on this. I was going to say the exact same thing that Dan Lanny basically said, right? What, what he said, the exact quote was, I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference. Do you remember them winning anything it's absolutely true their best at, at best colorado was 500 against two schools and at worst they had a losing record against everyone especially like in oregon washington and utah and uh oh in the usc especially i think usc was like 11 and 0 or something like that against the buffs so just just crazy numbers over there so losing colorado anytime a school departs your conference it hurts but once again i mean yeah they could be good for the next couple of years because of dion but i don't dion's not a colorado lifer he, he's hunting for bigger fish he wants the next job wants the next opportunity what happens after he leaves overall that's where i feel like long term you can replace a colorado if you get a team like a san diego state and some of the upside i feel like they have if you get an smu in the dallas market and just the talent access with the texas high school football players you could have there as well overall so that's where i feel like the future of the pac-12 even though it just seems all doom and gloom right now if they do if things end up working out for them which is a massive if with the way everything is kind of already shaken out i I do think they can end up just fine, Spencer, for at least the short term. Yeah, I thought I thought the quote was pretty hilarious yeah. just because you don't get that sort of honesty or jab like super often. So it's kind of nice when you do. But I think it also underscores what we all know to be true. But because of the way realignment works in the person, like the perception of Colorado leaving the pack is far more um, negative than the actual athletic reality. Now, yes. losing the Denver media market, that's not great. That's a hit for sure. But everyone, you know, Brett Yormark, oh, they're back. I'm like, they're back to do what exactly? Like, I know Dion is flashy. I know he gets a lot of attention. I know he can recruit. I don't know if he can coach at the Power 5 level yet. But huh? to act like losing Colorado is some truly treasured and valuable commodity I would have rather they not lost them primarily for the media market and just geographical reach concerns. But from a football standpoint, they've done, they, they have been the bottom feeder since they joined. Like Utah has elevated after a couple of five and seven seasons and Colorado has just never elevated. They've just been below average, bad all the time. So when you look at, you know, the 12 years of, uh, what the what the league was and will be for this one final season and what it could be going forward when you're trying to quote-unquote replace the caliber of teams and the number of good teams that you had in the conference yeah you could add a g5 school that would have been better than than Colorado the last couple of years that's 
I think, pretty unquestionable. You know, San Diego State, I think, won 12 games in 2021 when when they when they beat the Utes. They, they had a 12-win yeah, season in the Mountain West. Colorado wasn't doing that. No. Last year, Colorado <laughs> got housed by a Mountain West school in Air Force that, that ended the season 10-3. and three. Like, it, it's not as if they were world beaters in, in any way, shape, or form. So it's not radical. Now, going forward, there was real upside and potential because they do have some money. They do have... I won't say a great recruiting base, but they have a decent location with their proximity to Texas and, and whatnot and their history in the Big 12 there and such. But the potential with Dion was very real. I was looking at them as certainly a potential conference contender, but that's all potential. It was all they could compete for a conference championship. Guess what? I can give you a realistic world in which San Diego State or SMU compete for a conference championship within a couple of years. Because yeah. Colorado wasn't doing it right away. They're not doing it this year. They're going to be, at best, the ninth best team in the conference. So that's not going to be a crippling blow right away. It's it's not a, a you know cutting at the legs of the league and its strength right now. It's more cutting at the legs of what the league could be in the future. Yeah. But there are other schools that could have built up the way Colorado could. Because even though they've gotten all this attention, brought in all these players, guess what? Their win total is still second lowest in the conference. And it's three and a half. And they're probably a three and nine or four and eight team this year. And then they could have gotten better. And then they could have, by year three, maybe been a conference contender in a new look Pac 12 with San Diego State and SMU. I'm not denying that they could have done that. They absolutely could have. But it's could have. And it's might have and had the potential to. And I can give you a lot of schools that could, might, and have the potential to. Did you say Colorado's their three and a half win total? Yeah. That is, people are going to either make so much or lose so much on that. Everyone's going to bet the everyone's going to bet the over, and I bet yeah. they go three and nine. They will lose both of their non-conference games, I think, and then they could maybe. Well, I don't know if Nebraska is actually going to be that good, but Matt rules out a lot. They, more they, they, they have a tough non They have a tough conference schedule. They start with they start at Oregon and hosting USC. That's zero and two. Yes, that is that is zero and two. They play Utah <laughs> at the end of the year. There's zero and three. Hey, what about the Oregon factor, though, now since, you know, Dion's mad? Um, Dion's mad. You sure? Oh, yeah. Bullet, <laughs> bullets and board material. I'll be worried if Colorado builds a 14 nothing lead. Until then, I feel okay about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy to see how this whole last year in the Pac-12 for everyone plays out. But if you guys do want to hear more about just the craziest that is the Pac-12 right now amidst all the conference realignment matters, make sure you guys head over and check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast where Spencer has you covered there. Spencer, thank you for joining us. Anytime, man. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll be back tomorrow talking more things fall camp and especially meteorites deal as it relates to Utah. We'll see you then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.